Welcome to episode 121 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Nature Gone Amok series begins with Phase 4 from 1974. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie. I'm Kyle. I'm Adam. I got a joke for you, fellas. Uh, why don't um, <laughs> a- ants get sick? I, why? Because they're tiny little antibodies. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, right? <laughs> I'm here all night, guys. Are you going home after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'll see you later. No, Maddie. <laughs> go home. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, welcome, yeah, everyone. I'm going to have to crack one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all going to have to crack one after you that. You know what you guys are? You guys are anti-fun, is what you guys are. <laughs> Anti, yeah, I'm actually, I'm cracking a beer early because... Oh, uh, he's a party guy. We'll say that this was kind of nature gonna muck. This is my... Uh, I can fucking do this. Well, I'm, I'm, I have my laptop like right underneath me, and I'm kind of worried that I shook it and just, it was going to explode everywhere. So I was kind of worried. Um, yeah, no, this is a series that I'm excited about. If anyone uh, listened to our top 100, Nature Gonna Muck is a, genre, a subgenre genre that uh, I, I just love. There's something about it. It's not for everyone. I'm not going to say these are high quality <laughs> made films, but I, I don't know. There's something about them. They're my comfort food. They entertain me. Most of them kind of fall the same beat, usually like knocking off Jaws where some yeah. kind of big tourist event is coming up that they can't cancel. So they kind of ignore all the deaths from whatever animal or insect There's or whatever There's always a mayor or a sheriff that's like, yeah. I can't cancel the uh, spring fling. What are you, crazy? <laughs> and you usually get like this kind of yeah. community of all these kind of unique personalities. They all kind of look like Doug Ford too, don't <laughs> yeah, they? All right. the mayors. I will say it's funny. It's funny bringing that up because this, the first film we're covering, is not that though. This is uh, Adam kind of threw in. We always, again, every time we do this, usually we pick one kind of community uh, pick that we all agree on, and then we each kind of pick one of the genre. And Adam, of course, had to ruin the yeah, fun. Yeah, went and he dropped the bass uh, by <laughs> like choosing. Bass, right? <laughs> like I, I still think this is like it's a it's a sci-fi yeah, Twilight yeah, yeah, Zone yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. It kind of it's yeah. it's definitely more. On the artistic side, though, it is more of like an a visual. art house yeah. visual piece. Yeah, I don't know about which, art house, but uh, <laughs> yeah. well, I, I think it was trying to be. I think it was trying to. I be I think more. there's like maybe a lit, uh, like a dash of 2001, almost like a Nat Geographic special. Right? Yeah, no. yeah. Well, we'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. It definitely does have that. Like, there's something about when you watch some of those 70s sci-fi films that this film definitely has that yeah. vibe where mm-hmm. it's like it's less character, less dialogue, more like you said, visual uh, storytelling. Um, and it just it has like kind of cold feel, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, well, we'll get into it in a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you anything exciting in your guys' lives that you want to talk about, or you guys want to hear another joke? Or <laughs> I don't have another one. <laughs> I, but, thank uh, goodness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. hundred and one and jokes is what I got. <laughs> no, not, not the, like we're we're taping on a Friday night. 
Oh, you know, we never living. tape on a Friday night. No. We're living it up. L-I-V-I-N. That's why I'm getting trashed here, uh, yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have like three sips of this beer, and I'm going to be fucking stripping down and running <laughs> exactly. around by the middle. I'm going to be like the, the clerk's commentary where, where Jay shows up drunk and passes out five I minutes in the commentary. Women. I That's, that's going to be me. Halfway through the podcast, I'm just going to disappear, and it's going to be because I'm passed out in the middle of the floor. But uh, I, I guess we can just jump into what we've been watching. I, I've been watching a shitload of movies. Oh, well, uh, have you? Do you guys have you guys been watching a lot? Or? I, I've I'm probably like average. It's maybe a little bit low average actually. Mm-hmm. Over so it's been it's you been, can probably start. It's been a lot of snowy weather and and stuck in your house type weather, which I'll, I'll get into some picks that I kind of. You, you don't go skiing or snowboarding? No, I did go. Uh, I did go snow uh, tobogganing. Oh, which, did you? Which was a lot of fun. Awesome. I still think like I'm a, a 14 year old kid and I'm doing <laughs> shit that you shouldn't do at my age. Yeah. I'm like Check every time t- I can go over this ramp. Every time I went down, I was flipping and, and crunching my yeah. body in, in ways that you shouldn't it was like a crash test dummy on a toboggan but awesome. um yeah no I, I i guess the the first one i did watch i want to talk about because we just we just finished our erotic thrillers month for valentine's day but on valentine's day because we're recording this just after i did watch um not Bl- my blade valentine because i had just watched that recently and i've seen it a billion times I watched Valentine from 2001. <laughs> uh, Scream Factory just put out Yikes. like a, a, a crazy stacked like four hours of extras on this Blu-ray <laughs> collector's edition. Really? Oh yeah, huh. they did the same Does thing. Does this have with, a cult following? It, it's it's gaining. Yeah, this is one, especially out of that group of uh, kind like of urban legend. A scream. I know you yeah, did. Yeah, following that kinda. kind of the. I guess the, after yeah, scream was the success. They uh, all the um, what is it? Self referential yeah. uh, slashers. This is actually directed by Jamie Blanks, who did Urban Legend. Mm-hmm. I think for Urban Legend, they did like a really great stack. Like I think they even got like a lot of big names. Oh, they got Pacey in, back? Interviewed, I believe. I think it has like a doc that by itself is like an hour and a half or something. It's supposed to be great, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard even if you don't like On the like film, Urban Legends or yeah, like... No, I think just uh, on the making. But from what I heard, like if you don't care about the film, the doc is worth the uh, the price of the disc alone. I, I didn't get through the the extras on this one, but I did hear it has some of the... Um, the the uh, I guess the kills were edited down to get the R rating, but uh, yeah, this this one uh, again has the big stars at the time. Denise Richards opens up with a Catherine uh, is it Heigl or Hagel? How do you pronounce it? Heigl, Heigl kill Mary Shelton's in there. David uh, Borinaz from Angel oh. is in there. Like all these movies, they had yeah. kind of the big stars of the time, the pre- big pretty stars. What makes this one unique though, where all the other ones are kind of this one is not the self aware slasher. This one is more of definitely a throwback to the 80s slasher films. I mean, right from the opening, it's like this nerd out of Valentine's Day dance and he's traumatized and, you know, that is going to pay, you know... Oh, yeah, of course. He's going to get his revenge years later. He kind of has his nosebleed and then the killer's wearing this cool Cupid mask and every time he's doing the kill, the the, the nose starts bleeding on the mask. Some of the kills are actually decent. Um, yeah, the, the mystery's fun, trying to figure out who is the killer, is it... You know, which which is it a guy or is it someone pretend to be them? And and I know I think the characters are entertaining enough. Like they're not likable and they're kind of that trashy late nineties, early two thousand. Yeah, exactly. But I arrogant, I, obnoxious. I don't know. I'm I always I found this the last time I watched this film surprisingly entertaining. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's a masterpiece. It's not hitting the highs that the eighties slasher films do. But again, as a slasher fan, I think it does work. Um, it, again, it is, a, 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 it's kind of disappointing that it was trimmed yeah. t- to get that R rating. I would have liked to see the more brutal kills. I'm going to give it six and a half out of 10. Like oh, wow. I, I, I like it. It's, it's even maybe even, even almost like a seven. It's not, 
quite like. I saw, uh, I saw this in hurts. theaters and absolutely hated it. But yeah. that was, yeah, like in 20 years ago. Yeah. Right? So I, I have no, but I, it was one of those things yeah. like, fuck all these movies, fuck these mm-hmm. stupid slasher horror movies. There was a run that was just like, okay, I'm sick of this. And I think that was near the end of like, I just will not go see this movie with you yeah. anymore. Well, I, I think that was when I hated horror films too. Like that was kind of at the time where I hated, made fun of these films too. Excuse me, the beer's already hit me. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I think going back to these and seeing like all the shit that's come out in the past five or 10 years, which everyone's loving, at least for slasher films, it, there's nothing out there. I don't know. I can kind of look at these in, in a different way. Again, 20 years have gone by. See, look at him spilling it on my laptop. Come on, I'm um, <laughs> really getting excited about this Valentine. Yeah. Right? Anyways, this movie. It's, uh, I, I, I had fun with it. I think if you're a slasher guy, give it another chance if you didn't enjoy it on the first time. Again, I don't know if it's going to change Adam's yeah. point of view. He's not a slasher guy. So if he doesn't like the 80s stuff, he's probably not going to get much of the 2000s <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are we like neuter these 80 movies? And, but uh, someone like you, yeah. like that. Most for the most part, digs eighty slashers. I, I, I think hate how neutered it. these movies are. Like, there's no like kills. But this one no, has some yeah. interesting kills. Like the the one with Denise Richards like in the, the hot, hot tub, tub which yeah. is kind of cool. Where they lock her in, and then they're drilling her, and then yeah, yeah. there's some cool stuff in there. I, I don't know. Denise um, Richards gets drilled in a hot tub. <laughs> what did you guys watch? So I watched this documentary on Boris Karloff, and what an interesting. Oh, this just went on, on yeah, Shutter, right? This guy is awesome, man. He wasn't only just like a Frankenstein. He actually had like a storied career as like a stage performer, like. Before Frankenstein and after Frankenstein, it was a cool doc to watch. Actually, I, I've, I've watched a bunch of his movies mm. in the last, I don't know, two or three years, and he's always very good in them. He is like the guy to watch, even like in like the Corman years when he wasn't doing that great. He always put in a performance, yeah, which was really cool. It, like Lugosi, who I, I love Lugosi, mm-hmm. but Lugosi's kind of one note. Yeah, whereas like Karloff, and he has this weird lisp too. Yeah, he kind of really like it works for him in a weird way. Um, so, yeah, I feel like there's yeah. he just plays a lot of different kind of characters. Mm. Like he can play a psycho killer. He can play like the upstanding professor. You know, yeah, like he does professor really well. Like he has a bunch of like chops. So Black Sabbath is his masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, his. right. Yeah. Although, yeah, no, yeah, he does the narration, but also in the the von, von der Yeah. Um, yeah, this this is called the the man the man behind the monster, right? The yeah. one from this year. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have this on my to watch list. Yeah, I it's awesome, man. Like I, I have a newfound respect. Like, like there are so many movies. Like, all right, I gotta check these out. Gotta check these out. That's why I love all these kind of docs like this, mm-hmm. where you just come out with like a list of like, yeah, oh, here's ten, fifteen films. Some of them gonna be pretty out. hard to find, but like some yeah. of them you can probably like find on. Shutter That's actually the worst that. when you do come out with yeah. a list and like out of those fifteen, like ten of them never made it past VHS. Yeah, exactly. Or, um, but yeah, but I, I, I'm giving this one like a 7.5. Like it's wow. such an entertaining watch, and like he lived a pretty cool life, and he seemed like a good dude too. Where like yeah. you watch some of these, like the actors kind of like dick holes, but he was actually seemed like a good, good guy. guy. Mm-hmm. Again, I think he was like five marriages in, but hey, whatever. I man. think that's just He's a Hollywood call thing. It, man. <laughs> I don't think if you get married a lot in Hollywood, it necessarily means yeah. you're a, a bad person. I think people in Hollywood get married maybe for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> You're just condemning a whole city at this point. Yeah, I stand by it. <laughs> exactly. Cast it's, it's just a borough. Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. It's not Hollywood land. No, he's just condemning the borough. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I watched um, a movie from uh, 2021, Censor. Have you guys heard of this? This. Oh yeah. I, I watched this too. Oh, okay. cool. This one so, that's on Shutter. This is on Shutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it basically like takes place in the uh, in the eighties, I guess it is. Yeah, it's during mm-hmm. the uh, the height of the. I think it's like late seventies. 
uh, during the height of the uh, the video nasty controversy. Oh, awesome! In in Britain, and and now they it follows a censor who is yeah. who is basically having to go in watch these movies request cuts if they want to have them come over mm-hmm. here or just ban them completely yeah, yeah. um and then she kind of gets wrapped wrapped up in this controversy where it looks like there's a copycat killer um and there's a bunch of things you know kind of yeah. going on with her own personal life yeah i think we i think without spoiling like yeah like there's something when, when she was younger her sister went missing and so she watches this film and the film the events in the film are similar to what happened to her sister so she thinks there's a connection and the girl even the woman the actress looks like it could be her sister growing up so and yeah it's it's like that blending of like reality and real wife is kind of getting mixed up, and it's 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 pretty interesting in that aspect. I just loved all the the video nasty stuff. Yeah, all the video yeah. nasty because they I talk about deranged, well. which is yeah a great movie. And you got um, Michael Smiley playing this like really sleazy producer, yeah. <laughs> and I love Michael Smiley quite a bit. Uh, known from uh, Shaun of the Dead and World's End and Free Fall, and I think he's on Luther as well. Like. I like Michael Smiley, and he, <laughs> he's so good at playing the sleazy kind of British he's got the underground last name for and, his character, and he's great <laughs> as like that video nasty world. Even though it's it's a cameo, but it, yeah. it's a, a a good cameo, a good a really good cameo. I will say, I was. It, it's not a comedy. It's actually like a no, like it's serious. a, a serious. Yeah, like when you find British, it could be like a, you know that kind of maybe British comedy too serious to a fault yeah. sometimes. Like my, Michael Smiley and some of the video nasty stuff is like pretty out there, but. Well, see, I, I that yeah. that was my problem. I was loving, like, I was like, wow, finally, like, uh, getting a horror film this year that like is standing out to me. And I found like the last twenty minutes, it kind of like almost, kind of, it goes like a different tone almost, and almost becomes yeah. silly or too far. Like the first half is like this kind of mystery, and is it? I don't think it's trying to be silly. I think it just like becomes do- silly. Doesn't I just think when you start adding kind of like eighty slasher moment esque kind of kill like yeah. something it just didn't fit the tone of the the beginning the first chunk of the film which is like kind of the serious maybe psychological is it all in her head is this really going on and the mystery was kind of like unraveling and i was into it and then it just kind of also like the effects switched. in that section i yeah i, I, I don't again it, yeah. It, it felt very 80s like it felt like then they were trying to do this 80s slasher for the kills and it but, just felt weird yeah totally. and didn't and wasn't too like I could have seen it working if they really killed the aesthetic. Like it, it looked like a video nasty. It didn't slasher. It didn't look like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. It looked like now, nice, yeah, a bit too modern. But th- the same tone as a, one of those movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what are you gonna give it? I, I'm gonna go six and a half. I still yeah. Like so am it. I. I still I'm, I'm giving it. six I just, and a half. I was really well. excited about this one. I think so. it's still worth yeah. watching yeah. it. And, and there's some people that have it high up on their mm-hmm. list. So who knows? Maybe you'll like the the tonal yeah. switch. Um, I guess I'll jump in with some quick Disney hits again. I had Disney Plus, and it now expired, but I wanted to get through uh, some of the the stuff on there before it ended. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, I, I've talked about the Mandalorian season one and two previously, so I had to, to finish this, and it, it nicely, the last episode hit like a day or two before. Oh, awesome. So I went there for you. Subscription ended. I find I really, I'm, I, maybe about three or four episodes in, I'm bored with this. That's. It seems like that's the general consensus. Yeah. Most people did not like this. I here's the thing. I kind of enjoyed it, but I, just because I thought, like, again, Mandalorian already gave us a Boba Fett that's not the Boba Fett. I yeah. knew what we were getting with this. 
like I like Boba Fett, like the mystery behind Boba Fett. I liked like not knowing about him. I thought, you know, everyone always wanted to see the Godfather, kind of Star Wars mm-hmm. doing a Godfather with a Boba Fett. Once you saw his character on Mandalorian, you knew we weren't well, getting that. Get. He's more heroic than villain. Can can you explain this to me? What like why does anybody care about Boba Fett? He's basically in the movie. Because he looks awesome. For, like, he just looks cool. Like that's a, well, I, I don't he, know. he wasn't. He's in the holiday. He's the best part of the holiday special. He's in like this five ten minute cartoon. <laughs> that's like being the best part of a piece of poop. No, but that, that, <laughs> I, oh, that yeah, corn yeah, is hey, look at that. really is interesting. That, no, nice. that, that cartoon. It's actually like a cool like yeah, five yeah, ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. like him like facing alien yeah. creatures. So I've never and, seen that, seen that. But yeah. I, I, yeah. as a kid, people would be like, "I want to be Boba Boba Fett," yeah. and I'd be like, "Why?" Yeah, I think the guys out of the movie in two seconds uh, i think that's all those all those um uh bounty hunters looked awesome they're on the screen for like two seconds they never do anything well but you see the four or five like han solo yeah but he's still and then he he gets defeated and right return by accident doesn't he like accidentally turn c-3po turns and hits his rock and he shoots off into the the uh sarlacc pit but um yeah i don't know i i guess i knew going in what i was getting with this show that version of Boba Fett, I, I kind of enjoyed aspects of it. Like, I liked that the stuff with the sand people, yeah. I liked that we saw a different side of the sand people. Um, I liked the... Um, Less sandy, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the, the, the stuff, again, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's some cool stuff with the Rancor monster, I'll say in the end. Have you got to the, the Wookiee yet? Um, there's a, well, honestly, yeah, there's a yeah. really badass Wookiee in it, which mm-hmm. is, again, kind of cool. I like when you're getting stuff like that where it's like, we've seen Chewbacca, but we haven't really seen, and I guess in the well, prequel we well, saw Yeah, we well, saw well, those guys. We saw, we, we saw Lumpy. And their hair again, they, were, they were fucking lame. <laughs> and going, this, yeah. this, the, the Wookiee is like this badass. What, what, what were they doing? <laughs> That's actually a pretty good impression. <laughs> Uh, can yeah, we all do our? Better. Can we all do our Wookie? Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh, Adam! Whoa! Adam sounds like a drunk yeah. guy. Like oh. at at cutoff time, just asking for yeah. one more beer. Um, but uh, no, yeah, the, the Wookiee's awesome. So I don't know. I I was fine with this. I guess I'm at my point in life where Star Wars disappointed me enough that I don't care anymore. I'm not like it's not. Precious. I'm not invested in, in yeah. it anymore. Just like the Marvel stuff. It's like if it's bad. Sure, and if it's fun, it entertain whatever you know. What I mean, I, I'm not taking it too seriously, which I think Star Wars fans are still really passionate about. So yeah, I don't know. I, I uh, enjoyed it. I'm going to give it uh, six and a half. I, I will say it's not as good as Mando, and I think the other problem with Mando, it, <laughs> you don't have time to say it. <laughs> the thing I liked about Mandalorian is like every episode <laughs> was different because every every episode he's going on a different mm-hmm. planet. You're getting different creatures. It was exciting. There was like cool things happening. This constantly. because it, and it's a different story. This thing is actually following more of a TV thing that I don't like. Modern TV where it's kind of mm-hmm. one continuous plot and he's all it's all it's all happening on Tatooine. Uh, so it's it's not as exciting like getting all the different creatures. You kind of know what you're getting. But uh, I don't know. I was fine with it. I didn't hate it like everyone else. I, I also watched Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Again, I was trying to catch up on all these yeah, Marvel yeah. films. Um, another Marvel film that markets itself as a martial arts film, and if you get excited about that, you're going to be disappointed. It's just another Marvel film. Uh, um, there's, again, there's some cool action scenes. There's some cool... Are all Ten Rings in it? I don't fucking know. Oh, there's man. only seven. Well, it's not, even, <laughs> and it's not even the rings. Like The Mandarin normally wears rings. Like mm. This is literally rings that he puts on his arms and they come off and they do <laughs> they're, power. They're called bracelets at that Bra- point. Yeah, bra- they are bracelets, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's trying to do the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style visuals with yeah. the, the leaves you know, in the air and jumping across, floating in the air. But again, it's all ruined by that mediocre CGI. And I always feel like, like their action scenes, again, it's almost like they're afraid to go too hard hitting too gritty with them too raw 
everything just has this weightlessness to it. Like, mm. no, you can tell no one was hurt that it's like a video game. The finale is especially video games. That's what they always yeah, remind me of. The, yeah. the finale in this one and is especially like video games too, right? Yeah. Like, this might be the most video game. The finale. Um, I know our uh, buddy uh, Ken. I think. Enjoyed the ending for what it was, but uh, I don't know. Um, and again, I don't know, Ken. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. Defend, yeah. I don't think uh, defend yourself. Defend, yourself. <laughs> defend your. Well, see in the comments. No, I think he's just. I think he's more easygoing. I'm. I'm a little bit more hard on these films because I want. I expect more because I want more. I'm a Marvel guy. I grew up on this shit. You, yeah. Like you were obsessed when the there was ten rings and then there's thirty five yeah, rings. Yeah. And no, one. This isn't Sonic, baby. We need ten rings and only ten rings. Sonic right? was more enjoyable than these. This film, but uh, Super Sonic. <laughs> How many times have you seen that commercial? Anybody? I, I don't even know what you're no. now. About. No. Oh, I guess you haven't seen use Prime. Every time I open Prime oh. and watch something, it's like supersonic. No. <laughs> and so, then they do the Sonic the Hedgehog ad. Oh, we oh. thought about like Sonic Burgers? Because <laughs> like Prime Burgers, we could deliver them to your house right now, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it seems like like I got this Uber and they're constantly like trying to deliver me food. Like I signed up for it like ages ago and they're always like, hey man, I know you want a burger right now. Don't you, you fat fuck. Get a burger, you lazy <laughs> prick. <laughs> I, I did the Uber because I keep on yeah. like, we're going to give you your lunch for free. Yeah. So like, I'll just do that. And then it sucks because like it gets there. It's cold. You could tell that like the guy grabbed it five minutes late because you can track the the, mm -hmm. the car and got it to you and it's all cold. And it's not good, but you're like, it was pretty much free. But mm -hmm. then I never use it again. Then I go to the next delivery service yeah. and I get their free get thing. Get the dishes. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Like any Marvel film, the humor ruins this. Any emotion. And it stars Aquafina, who is the worst thing in Hollywood right now. So- She's the, mm. is she like the mm. modern Rosie O'Donnell? And I liked Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like Aquafina. I would rather watch Rosie O'Donnell in another stakeout than uh yeah. <laughs> there's a deep uh, cut there than uh Aquafina. What, what, what about East of Eden? That's another um, like that's pretty deep. She wore leather in both these movies, right? I think she might have. She uh, was sexy in both of those, yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, I'm a Rosie fan. Uh no, I'm not. But uh <laughs> You know what? I might be He's got cush balls all yeah, over yeah, on yeah. the couch listen, right listen, now. Listen, listen, a league of their own. Uh, with that I'm not even joking. I actually like do like another steak out, though. I like, do not like I another steak I think I might be Rosie O'Donnell fan, which yeah. I don't think I would ever say. But like, I don't Tommy, know, but... can you hear me? That's where. It... <laughs> What's the one on the bus? Have you guys saw the one on the bus? No. no. You guys haven't. Oh my god. <laughs> she was in Beautiful Girls too. That was the other one I was thinking. Yeah. Remember Beautiful Girls, where it's the guy oh, comes, Timmy Hudden comes back to his hometown, and oh, Michael Rappaport's there, and and Matt Dillon's there. Uma Thurman. You never seen this? I don't remember this at all. This sounds kind of awesome, actually. Natalie Portman when she's 13? Huh. No. I, I can't tell if you're actually busting my this balls or an actual movie. Ted Demi. Oh. Okay. Or Ted Demi, or what, what are the Demi? Yeah. I, yeah, Ted yeah, Demi. Ted, isn't Ted Demi the guy who did Science of the Lane? Yeah. No, that's Jonathan Demi. Okay. Uh, sorry. Wrong. Ted Demi is okay. the right one. All that to say is you guys have not seen after the end of the show or tomorrow, on your whenever your free time, go on YouTube, write in riding the bus with my sister. Rosie O'Donnell did this TV film. She's playing someone that's, I guess, mentally challenged, mentally handicapped. Ooh. It is like it it is like if you want to see a performance. Er, Ernie Hudson's yeah, performance in the Hand of the Rock's Cradle <laughs> looks like that, an Oscar winner. Yeah. Motherfucker, that is child's play, man. Uh, <laughs> this has got to be a parody if you watch this. Check it out. Someone showed me, and I was like, holy shit. This I, is like, I will check it I'm, out. I'm sure there's probably a thousand memes and gifts on this stuff. Now, now, one aside, did you not get the Tommy Can You Hear Me reference? 
No. She was obsessed with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. yeah. And on her talk show. So that's why you love Wait, Rosie. <laughs> you yeah. know enough about Rosie O'Donnell's talk show to like reference. Like I think, I think, my, mom, I think my mom and sister yeah. used to watch that all the time, yeah. too. <laughs> Tommy, can you hear me? And then she wanted to get Tom Cruise on the show. I think everyone watched huh. that show like every... Maybe like your parents or sister watched the show for the first couple of years. It yeah. was like the Ellen show. Same thing when that talk show came up. For the first couple of years, it was huge and everyone was yeah. watching it. Um, but uh, that was back when you were a kid and you had to watch whatever your parents I guess sister. there was only you one, one TV, TV in the house. One TV yeah. and there was only two channels. Exactly. Back in my day. Uh, um, TVO and CBC up here in Canada. We didn't get anything else. Um, anyways, five and a half. We had to watch hockey in French for Christ's sake. <laughs> Five and a half for Shane Chi for me. Not uh, not a great which again. Marvel, this is where I'm like, why am I watching this shit? And then I'll just say Jeez, the beer burp. The beer sorry. is killing you. They gave me back a little bit. Cause I saw the new Spider-Man No Way Home. I won't t- talk too much about it. Oh, I do want to check um, this out. I, I yeah, I really like this. A fun nostalgic ride. Like if all those characters and stuff, I don't want to spoil too much, but they're back. I will say you're kind of getting Marvel humor with them that doesn't necessarily work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm not a fan of Marvel humor, and I know that's why they make a billion dollars because yeah. everyone else is, but uh, that all didn't work for me. I, Do you have to watch the other two? No. Um, I don't think so. So I could watch this one, but not you watch could, the, I think so. I haven't seen it, but I assume you could probably piece it together. Like I, I will say this one... Outside of that stuff, that stuff is all fun, and, and there's some great action scenes. This one had some emotional beats that hit me. It might be one of the most, maybe the most emotional huh. movie, Mar- movie Marvel has put, like stuff that actually works, like stuff that I was like, wow, man, that fucking hurt. Well, it's a crossover <laughs> with Euphoria, um, so Zendaya is like hardened to drugs. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, she- me off that spatty rope there, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> we have the, uh, the, uh, her from the multiverse, and it's, it's the coked out version yeah. of, uh, Mary Jane. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about this too much. Um, but I really dug it. And I will say without spoiling too much, the way it ends, I think we're going to get the next movie is going to be the Spider-Man movie that I've wanted Marvel to give us all this time without spoiling too much. When you watch it, it will make sense. I think we're going to get like it. Sounds like you're just going to be totally disappointed. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for failure. Maybe, but I think again, all the problems I've had with Marvel's version of Spider-Man are fixed. I'll just say that. Anyways, I'm gonna go seven and a half out of ten. It's not a perfect film, but I, uh, I, 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 I feel pretty good. Again, yeah. I went, I went and saw this with my oldest son. He hasn't really watched any of the Marvel films. He saw like the last Spider Man, though. He likes Spider Man. He saw the the mm-hmm. the CGI one, um, which is great. Um, oh, the, the Spider Verse. Yeah, into the Spider. So he hadn't is, seen any of the films that you know all the characters from this are from. All the Raimi and and hey, and, spoilers. Well, I think they're in the trailer <laughs> yeah, and the poster and. Um, but yeah, I, 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 Marvel's kind of, and then Sam Raimi is doing the Doctor Strange and the trailer for that That's looks pretty, exciting, pretty fucking actually. great too. So it's like, I try to get out and they pull me back in, <laughs> right. you know, like I, I was like hating everything they did in 2021 and then like this and now Doctor Strange could be good, but then I'm sure they're going to ruin it with some like a bunch of shit I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like but, Bruce Campbell. Oh, that'd be awesome if he came back in. Oh, he'll be in. If it's Sam Raimi, he's yeah. in, he's yeah. in that, uh. But yeah, no, the Doctor Strange looks like it has some fucked up cool visuals mm-hmm. and some dark stuff in there, some horror elements. Like so. the Mar- Marvel vs. Zombie shit, I think I, I, I saw a little bit. Now, that one fooled me, too, because I'm, I'm, that's a trailer I did see for the first Doctor Strange, and it was like, this, Yo, looks, this looks crazy. Cool. And then it's like, looks, ah, this sucks. I really like the first Doctor the Strange. Yeah. All the stuff that looks... Yeah. I had a problem with the humor works. and stuff, the Beyonce mm. jokes and stuff. Like, yeah. I killed it for me. But that, again, I just know Marvel's going to put that in their shit. 
you have to accept that there's going to be a lot of bad humor. But yeah, I thought visually mm-hmm. there's a lot of interesting stuff. In I, I, I agree with that. Uh, the story in that one, yeah. eh, him doing a low rent Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly eh. what it felt like, right? He might not even be the poor man. Well, he it, might be the homeless man. It's it's a it's um it's an origin story. You know, what I mean, they're all kind of follow those same beats. I find that's very, very true. That's why I like that. I hope that we're getting past Out of that, that point where yeah. it's like we we've seen this origin. Let's just get into mm-hmm. it. Like I I guess Batman, we are getting kind of an origin, but I think it's different. Because even like yeah. when people are freaking out about Black Panther, which I think Black Panther is a good movie. Mm-hmm. The origin story stuff is just like, come on, let's get yeah. let's get moving. Um, I thought they did a kind of a cool way of Black Panther with like the uh, telling the story of um, Wakanda. Yeah, with like the uh, some I, of that. I, I like Black but yeah. they, I, I think it's the uh, the bad guy, the villain yes. yeah, backstory. Yeah, yeah, Black yeah. Panther is good because the villain, the Black Panther character, and R.I.P. I feel bad saying yeah. this to because Chadwick Boseman, you know, but not necessarily his acting, but his character was the worst part of that. Yeah, he was pretty film. He was kind of like the least interesting character in that film. But I think what was that, Michael Jordan? Yeah, if you didn't, like have, if you didn't have Michael B. Jordan yeah. as an interesting villain that you kind of like, kind of understood And that's why from. you get his origin yeah. story, yeah. which again, like Michael B. Jordan is great in that movie, but I, I don't really yeah the origin story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else did you guys watch? Go ahead. Uh, I, I watched, uh, uh, this is technically uh, a 2021 movie, French Exit. This was... Uh, Azel uh, Jacobs, uh, uh, who who directed Terry. Do you remember Terry? Who's Terry? Um, <laughs> that big kid with John C. Riley. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which I know you didn't really love, but I, mm. I I quite liked. And I didn't check out his last movie. This one had kind of like bad reviews instantly. Like people were thinking it was too kind of mean or caustic. It stars Michelle Pfeiffer. Is this kind of like elite? Kind of socialite person that's super rich, which instantly I was not that interested in. Like is she having a bit of a resurgence because, like, she, well, was, she in was in Mother. What else wasn't there? Something else, a big movie she was in. I feel like there was something else mm-hmm. she was in. I, um, I, I like Michelle yeah, yeah. Pfeiffer. Like out of all those actors from that time, I don't know. A lot of them kind of went crazy in plastic surgery, and mm-hmm. I, I know she did too. But I think, like, out of, I don't know. She's fantastic yeah, in she's, this movie. She's good. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I, Luke Hedges plays her son, who I usually fucking hate. Luke Hedges, this I, I I like I didn't want to punch him in the face, and it's not just because he gets punched in the face. So basically, the story is that it opens up, and they say you're out of money, you're done, you got to sell everything, and and she's never had to work a day in her life. She's never had to do anything. So she uh, opens up a hotel in uh, Schitt's Creek. Is <laughs> yeah, that, is that what happens? It's exactly what happens. <laughs> okay. But she's like the anti Schitt's Creek in a way where she's just like despondent, but also just kind of like. I don't know. Uh, they're like okay with it too. Like, eh, well, now that I'm broke, well, what's money? Dirty paper. I I'm can not always gonna make more. I don't need to live anymore. But it's it's pretty funny. Like it's really funny. Um, there's Valerie Mahaffey who played someone on Frasier. I always remember on a Frasier, and she was also in Seinfeld as George's girlfriend that was the accountant that has all of Jerry's stuff, and they have to go see her. So I've always remembered she steals this movie. Every scene she's in, she's Goddamn hilarious throughout. Uh, Imogen Poots is in it. She's really great. Uh, Everybody is really, really great. It's one of my favorite acting ensembles. And she goes to Paris, and she's basically like, they have. She sold everything. She's got these stack of bills, and she's just like throwing it away like the whole time. And you're like, this is it. This is all you got. Like, what are you gonna do? I like where it goes. It it occasionally felt uh, maybe a little bit. Um, 
stale or something with the direction. So, I, like, the way it looks occasionally just was not that uh, interesting. But uh, great performances, really funny. It worked, eh? Uh, I'm going to give it 7.5. Oh, awesome. I feel like, was there another movie with the same plot that came out last year? I feel like there's something that you talked about. Maybe it was this, though. I feel like I watched Possibly. a trailer and I didn't, maybe I just didn't recognize that was Michelle Pfeiffer. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Hmm. I haven't seen anything like okay. like hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe it was this one. Or it's Schitt's Creek. <laughs> yeah, I've never, never seen that episode of Schitt's Creek, Creek, actually. Uh, Arrested is Development. Schitt's, is Schitt's Creek a good show? Yeah. Or is it like one of those like Everyone Loves Raymond shows? No, not everyone. Because I know it has a big Raymond. audience, but... I actually I haven't seen any episodes. So Schitt's Creek, uh, quick aside, yeah. Schitt's Creek. <laughs> I like it, all the cast. So yeah, it, right. Yeah, like I I watch it because I'm a mm. a massive Levy fan. Levy fan and and Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. Uh, didn't know about the young kids, and at first they kind of bothered me. Um, I don't know. I felt like I don't know. It was trying to be too hip or something. It's not at all, and mm. it's sub- subverting that. And it's not. At, it's it's just trying to be like a good kind of hangout show with these people that you haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. It's got a good location, and that's why. Like this was a show on the Pop Network on the in the U.S. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, like Bird yeah, Notice. It seems was like on one there, of those shows what? that kind of like just gained this following, crazy in following, and, and you can see why. Like it's got its own distinct humor. Um, and everybody is, I, I think, you know, a good character. And it kind of, it snuck up on me like, oh, this is actually it, a, really It grows good. on you, right? Like the first one, you're probably like, ah, oh, who is this? Like hip douchebags and... But then you realize like, oh, we've never seen a character that like Dan Levy's character on mm-hmm. TV before. Hmm. Um, and and he, he becomes the star of the show, really. It's, um, mm-hmm. it, he's, he's, he's definitely the breakout from that. Does he play it like Schmidt from New Girl? Or no? No, not at all. Because, again, I haven't seen him. (laughs) Yeah. No, not at all like Schmidt. Not at all. But, uh, yeah, worth Mm. worth watching. Uh, Yeah, that's when I always see on. I'm like, I should Mm -hmm. watch that. It's an easy watch, too, and and it's not like there's kind of running stuff, but not really. It's a more classic sitcom where you could just jump in an episode. Maddie. I watched another doc about folklore, horror movies. This was so engaging. It's talked about like it starts in England with the uh, holy trilogy of uh, folklore, which I guess is the uh, Conqueror Worm. Um, what was the other one? A Blood on Satan's Claw. And uh, Wicker Man. Uh, Wicker Man. And like, okay, fucking A, man. I mean, it talks about how are well, the origins of folklore. This is Woodland's Dark and Days Bewitched, a history of folklore. Right? Oh, this is the, the, yeah, the big day. It was like four hours, and it is awesome. Three, man. but yeah, yeah, it's long. It's <laughs> chunked into like six or uh, five or six parts, and it's cool. It starts off in England, that goes to uh, the origins of like uh, from England to America, and then it goes to like other worlds and. It's cool, man. Like there are so many movies I have to check out that I've never even heard of. See, yeah, I'm gonna probably talk about this on in an episode two. Yeah. I, I'm about halfway through. I'm two hours. I really it. like the aesthetic I'm, too. I'm so far not. Oh, I, I'm loving it. it man. I, I'm not finding like I'm not coming out with a big list of films, and I also feel like I, I guess I can talk about when I finish. But I feel yeah. like like the definition of folklore, and maybe it's like I was thinking it's just gonna be like. Witches, like th- those type of Wicker Man, Blood of Satan's Club. Yeah. But like they're defining like anything that's any kind of folk legend. So Pumpkinhead, they're including is in this. They don't Tales really... Chicks, Chainsaw Massacre. Like, uh, yeah, but like they, I think they, they're throwing they, 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 they touch so... it, but they don't really like go in but depth But I feel like on everyone yeah. then, everyone goes through like 
10 other films it's like i don't mm. care about that like i thought it was gonna be more of this like kind of little niche folksy I don't know. uh like i just feel, i feel like it's like really long. like the actual uh box set that just came out yeah mm. something like, like I, I just feel like this thing is it's it's like i feel like you're really talking about vi you really yeah you, they you, get into it you, yeah. do, you really feel the length like i, I wonder if it would have been better cut down and more focused it almost oh, I, feels I, like I, I didn't feel I, i've been watching it uh like on bus rides and then as i'm going to work and shit like that so you're so watching really, in in a parts and stuff yeah right? yeah that's probably the way to watch it because if it's chunked into like five, six different segments, you can watch it in five, yeah. six different I, I don't know. I, yeah, we'll see. Maybe yeah. I, I still got to finish it. What are you going to give it, Matty? Um, I was going to give it 7.5. Yeah, I, I really nice. dug it. Yeah. And I really did there's like a song in the background of just like two like, it sounds like Icelandic folk singers like singing in the background. Like, this is kind of cool. I dug it, man. So it's like Saturday night and <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah, yeah, get yeah. crazy. We're in a folk song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I watched uh, a couple 2021 films. Ooh. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre. You guys seen this? No, the, I haven't. It's not no. a remake. I guess it's uh, a reimagining, kind of continuation reimagining. Oh, like it goes back and like it. Well, not really. Like they had it, it opens up in this uh, the you know this the driller killer kills a bunch of girls. The one girl kills him and escapes, and now this is years later, and it's her daughter. But I don't think it's supposed to be the same people from the original film. So oh. It's kind of. Kind of doing a sequel, yeah. reimagining thing, but yeah, this is kind of got. I guess it has somewhat. I guess mixed reviews. Some people mm. really loved it. Some people not so much. Um, it's definitely commenting on like how women were in those films. Like, ooh, let's have our pillow fights and walk around nude. Only they reverse it, so it's like gender swapping that. So it's like the men are Aren't topless, pillow having pillow fights in slow motion, and like you're getting you know nude shots of them in the shower and stuff, which I, I thought was kind of fun. I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of a fun, interesting take. I do feel like, though, and I feel this like with most modern films, they almost like go too far. Whereas like the original film... It definitely is kind of a parody on and yeah, commenting on slash films because it that movie like I guess I like it was a female it's director, director. Yeah. Yeah. so she's like all right I need to have someone to hit. So like, all right, going to start with the shower scene, then we're just going to go from there. Yeah, which is but I feel like it, it's still a little bit more subtle. Like it's still a slasher film mm-hmm. that has these elements, and you can watch it just as a slasher film and not even yeah. maybe pick up on that, and then you can watch and be like, this is definitely well, you parodying. Kinda. Basically, you just have to get through the first ten minutes of the of yeah. Slumber Party Massacre, and then she just like yeah, basically. The first ten minutes of that movie, yeah, are not are not the slasher movie barely at all. It's just yeah. like okay, you need to see some tits. We got to get this out of the way. Boom. But that's how a lot of slasher films yeah. were. Like that's that's not too. But far she was given an actual yeah. quota of how yeah. much they yeah. needed, and she was like, just. But again, that, that's beginning. how a lot of those slasher films were mm-hmm. made too. Though they were kind of like made. I guess like how we complain about Marvel, they were kind of made in you know like factory. Like we got to mm. have this many kills every time. Like they had it down to like every ten minutes you got to this or else the audience are gonna get bored. You got to have tits at this part because guys want that. You got this at this scene because it's when the and the drive through the couple are gonna make out. Um, but yeah, this film I feel like anytime modern films do this, they like go too far and it's like becomes like a straight parody, almost like screen movie esque. Like it's it's too in your yeah. face. I find so I didn't like that, and I do feel like too. It's like the it's I think it's a female director yeah a female director and it's like she wants to comment on some issues that are going on right now in, in the in the world but and she has the character speak this dialogue but it feels forced like it feels like this character wouldn't say this right and, oh, it, so and it's kinda... totally out of place like she'll mm-hmm. go into the speech to this person like what are you talking about? Like yeah. this feels so out of place. Like I, I hate when movies do that. I'm fine with putting your your message or your view. I don't have a problem with that. Whatever your political yeah. views in your films but do it like do it more subtly. Don't like do it so like you're literally. Yeah, here's like the. Uh, I just feel it's so crazy. It's all. It feels it's like, like someone political, like a soapbox, 
and um, anyways, um, pillow fight. <laughs> she says like some of the most like uh, it just feels like you're literally taking a rant you did on Twitter or something, yeah. and I think other people are saying the same complaint and throwing that like line for line mm-hmm. in this character's mouth, and it just felt out of place at times. I will say some of the kills were decent though. I did like that, and like I said, I think that the stuff with the guys doing the pillow fight was kind of fun, even if mm-hmm. it was kind of obvious, but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I did not. This one did not work for me. Um, and and again, I think too they're trying to like comment on like, oh, women can be strong and badasses too. And it's like, have you not watched any yeah, of the eighties? Every single slasher, uh, like, slasher. Every I know you get shit because yes, women. Ninety mm. percent of the women cast were there to be hot and show their tits, but it's always a strong female that's usually at the end surviving and mm. is the leader. Like the guys are the ones that are fucking useless in every yeah. slide. Like what? I think there's like two slasher films where it's a guy that survives at the end. Mm. They're, they're idiots in these movies. Um, so I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I didn't work for me. I'm going to give it five and a half out of 10. Yeah. Um, again, the, the kills were fun, but uh, I, I just About hate films flat, that eh? are so like hit you over the head. Like this, I haven't seen the black Christmas remake, but a lot of people were comparing that to this. I heard that's the problem with that film. It's like, it's not that it has is doing this different take or putting these views. It's just like it's hitting you over the head. Like, be a little more subtle, people. Yeah. Kind of like make me not yeah, realize I'm watching yeah, it and then think about it afterwards. A, a slash movie, not like a lecture. Yeah, you know yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, I watched a, a couple other. I guess I'll run through because I think I yeah. watched a shitload today. And I think you guys might have watched some of these. Maybe. Uh, I don't have much to say about this one. I watched The Power from 2021. Okay, that's one like in England where the power is doing Yeah, so this one has energies. a great setting. It mm-hmm. takes place 1970s London. Um, I guess during the, the 70s, there was this time the miners uh, went on strike. And because of this, oh, yeah, yeah, they, they didn't, they, the power, they guess they were not giving them coal or whatever. So the power is very limited. So they would like only do three work day uh, weeks and stuff. Mm-hmm. They would shut down power. For like hospitals. At, at like, and yeah, shit. at like yeah. eight o'clock to whatever. And you'd have to like do your shift with fucking candles. Mm-hmm. So great fucking setting yeah. for a supernatural. The problem with it is everything else mm-hmm. is the most cliche. You've seen everything else in this film a hundred times. I'm so sick of supernatural films right now. Mm-hmm. Supernatural films are, are past the zombie. We're getting like 20 of these uh, a year and they're not doing anything different. Six out of 10. I still, again, the setting works. It's not a bad film. Maybe I'll watch this in 10 years if I don't watch a supernatural film again and get more out of it. But right now, like Didn't I've seen this you. film. On the other hand, a supernatural film that I did enjoy is the night house from 2021 i, I was going to talk about this next um, so yeah i don't i don't want to talk too much don't, about I, it I, I have this lined up yeah. but so this is directed by david brockner who did the ritual which i think was my mm-hmm. favorite horror film of that year i know you weren't as up on it but and he's doing i guess a hellraiser film this year oh, yeah crazy. yeah With he's the, the hellraiser director a female pinhead awesome. yeah like and people are, people are losing their shit over that, not realizing that Pinhead was female in the books. Yeah. Which is funny. But uh, <laughs> see, that's the shit that kills me. But uh, anyway, so this is a supernatural psychological film. But I think Rebecca, it's about this Rebecca Hall's this, uh, uh, woman. She's fantastic in the movie. She, she's usually pretty good in, in yeah. most things. This might be her best. Like, unbelievable performance. So yeah. again, it's not a spoiler. It's about her husband. Just she's lost him. He committed that's suicide. First yeah. And uh, and it's kind of her dealing with this grief of 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 this and how people she kind of comes off almost standoffish like a bitchy but you kind of understand too because she's dealing but with she's, it. some shit but yeah but she like there's there's definitely an attitude like yeah do not fuck with yeah me. exactly I'm not in I don't give a fuck I've just dealt with this nothing uh, you do can, but like yeah. the 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 way she, like the movie explores <clears throat> her dealing with this trauma yeah. and grief is yeah really. Uh, uh, 
impactful. Uh, I, I like again. I don't want to. Where it goes is yeah, is great. Yeah, I would just say like so. Supernatural things are happening, and she thinks maybe it's her husband's trying to reach out to her. And then this is all in the plot synopsis that maybe she she kind she kind of learns that maybe her husband wasn't quite who she thought he was. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, I won't. I don't want to say too much either because I will say. It's not your. T- it doesn't do all the typical things we've seen supernatural. Films. No. I think there's some really interesting visuals that they do in this. And yeah, like you said, I think it's an, an, an interesting how it comments on depression and, and grief. Great use and, of uh, sound. Uh, yeah, the the song that plays in the middle of the night all the time, uh, yeah. Richard Thompson and Linda Thompson song is amazing. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you. And again, it's just because I'm fucking not in the mood for 2021 films right now. <laughs> I'm just getting to that point. But I did like it. Um, what are you going to give it? I'm going to give it eight. Okay. I, mm. I'm i between seven and seven and a half for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It, that rating I was between seven and a half and an eight. Like, yeah. there's a few things that are maybe a little bit, it, it gets a little bit clunky in, yeah. in, in how some things are coming together. But I was, I had... Yeah, little expectations. Yeah, uh, I, I was worried it was yeah. just gonna be another the power where it's like I've seen this film a hundred times and I do like that it. I don't know if I've seen this exactly no. and 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 the ritual which I didn't like, but I love this guy's sequence in Southbound where it's the guy driving the car. Oh yeah, 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 that's with the, the radio. Se- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the best sequence yeah, in that's that my movie one too. As, as well. Yeah, for me, he's he's my uh, he's hey, my guy. Watch out for him. So. I may rewatch the ritual this October, even though yeah. I still think I'm gonna fucking hate all those dudes. There's but. a film I'm gonna wait and talk about next week, but. It, Kind of relate to the witch ritual, I guess, in a way. But uh, I'll hold off for next week. Uh, what else did you guys watch? That's it for me. Uh, so, sorry, I, I, I jumped ahead. I was going to talk about this one uh, <laughs> next. I watched Seder from, which is, I guess was finished in 2019, but wasn't released until uh, 2012. Have you guys heard about this? No. No. This is really interesting. Uh, so is it, basic- like what Seder is like a um, is that oh. sa- like S A D E R S A T O R? Did you talk about this last week? Where it's like a, the girl goes to this like a, a funeral kind of deal? No. Okay. No, that's Shiva Baby. Okay, sorry. Uh, this is different. Okay. This is a movie made basically. This guy Jordan Graham made this all himself. Uh, with some friends, his grandmother, it opens up with his grandmother talking about like all of these kind of demons and we would do it for Seder and Seder would, would come here and then your grandfather and I knew we would be safe, but it's, it's a fucking devil basically. And she's awesome and she's great in it. And it's the way it's shot with all these different aspect ratios and color. It's, it's done really, really well. And it's, it's kind of unfolds in this cool way the only thing about this is you can tell there's like no budget so occasionally Mm. even though everything looks beautiful it occasionally just kind of lulls into okay what's the point of this again like the point is to get a solid uh 120 minutes yeah like like i i guess he made it over four years or or Mm. like some crazy thing i'm not usually a person that is is super impressed with that because it's like they're not that great movie they're, they're like commendable mm-hmm. this guy's got ch- chops give this guy a budget a, a huge budget he's gonna do something unbelievable i i would bet money i've never even heard of this film i'll have to check it out um yeah i guess it would count as a 2021 film it's a 2020 is it a shutter i think it might be on shutter and prime oh okay. awesome uh i think it may have just entered shutter mm-hmm. anyways i could i don't know 
I don't want to give much away because it's it's really really cool. Uh, it sounds it interesting together. as hell, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, cool. I, I have three more that I'm going to end on. Do you have Do you have anything else? Or I'll, I have uh, one more. Okay, uh, yeah. so, okay. I'll just say I kind of had a theme. Um, again, we've just been dealing with snowstorms. I think we've had in the past two weeks what two two yeah. snow days for where kids are off school because there's been snow. Um, I think this year is like a record, at least. I think the kids have had like five snow days. That's crazy. Um, but uh, I was again back in my day. I was talking to Becky <laughs> about this. Like, what did you? I think I had two snow days maybe in my whole life. No, I probably got like one or two a year. No, I mean maybe so? it's because I lived like fucking four houses down from the school. So you'd be going. I didn't if, take in the bus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't like. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I rarely remember getting a snow day. I think yeah, it, it seems like they're getting in all the time. Anyways, this all the snow has been putting me in the mood to watch some snow films. So I uh, I chose. It's funny because I was in the mood for winter films, and the other two films I'm going to talk about are winter films. <laughs> this film is not a winter film. So despite the cover having this white cover, it kind of is this gothic mansion that looks like it's in the mountain. Like the way the cover it is, looks it like, looks like it's a, a gothic yeah. mansion. On a snowy mountain hilltop. If you like The Shining, with you're going to love... With the slasher killer. It's not that. It takes place like in the summer. So <laughs> failure on my part. What, what was it? So what this is, is a movie called The House of Scream from 1969. Okay. Does it oh, sound yeah. Yeah, because I own this movie. Yeah, it's I bought been, it for you, motherfucker. It's been in my like, to-watch list for like It's ages. okay. I can't say anything, too, because yeah. you guys have bought movie movies, yeah. and I haven't got to them either. This this is a film. I'm just cracking a beer. Yeah. Um, this is a film that I actually got for you because I heard that it that is, has screamed. Yeah, well, that too. It was like Suspiria. I heard. Yeah, it it has similarities to Suspiria. It's earlier too, right? Yeah. So it it's nothing really like. I'll get into one thing. I guess what. I, <laughs> so it's funny because I bought that for you, Maddie, and then yeah. like a couple months later, it went out of print, and I'm like, "Fuck, man, I want this," <laughs> and I couldn't find anywhere, and it was really expensive. I'm like. It would it be weird to like say, Maddie, you're not going to watch that shit. I'll give you like fifty bucks for that. <laughs> I would have just gave it to you at this um, point. But anyways, I found it. I yeah. found it in the the Facebook group for a reasonable price. I think I paid like thirty bucks, which is probably close yeah. to what it, co- what it cost brand new. Um, anyways, so yeah, it's not really like what it is. I guess Argento was inspired by. It. Yes, it came out. I guess is our is Spirit seventy seven or around that seventy six. Yeah. yeah, somewhere around there. So this came out before. I guess he watched this and was kind of inspired because it is. It's a gothic mansion, um, and there's a witches? killer on the loose. No, there's no witches, but uh. there's a killer on the loose at a, sec- a secluded girls' boarding school. So that's kind of where the similarities yeah. end. Um, but yeah, it's uh, lots of sexual repression in there. Uh, the, the gothic locale is very cool. Um, the, the kills, it's a very slow burn, kind of this eeriness. I will say it's, it was almost too much of a slow burn for me, like... But there's there's some intro there's a lot of character development stuff you mm-hmm. get to, like I, I, I got think, this on my list. I think this yeah. might be Adam's jam personally, and I liked it. But I I think it's something that may you may like because I think you have a I little tr- bit. I tried to watch this for our top hundred because okay. I had had someone else recommend this to me yeah. that is escaping mm-hmm. me, and I was like, okay, sure, I'll because w- when we were doing our top hundred, I was doing a bunch more catch up. Like I yeah, could have yeah. made a top hundred list without watching a bunch of stuff but yeah. i'm glad i did because yeah. i probably put in 25 oh, movies yeah. yeah and i asked a bunch of people and and this was one that came like highly recommended yeah so i and then i tried to watch shocktober didn't watch shocktober yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll lend it to you. I guess the Scream Factory is the best version because it has two versions of the film, the theatrical version, which was cut by like 20 minutes or something. And then it does have the, the extended version. Now, the problem is the extended version, the extended scenes are like, they're shit quality. And unfortunately, ah. though, this is the best version. Like some other um, foreign releases came out and they're like, ah, oh, we got the, the scenes, we got them properly in HD. And apparently those are even worse. So this is, huh. from what I heard, the best way to watch the film. Unfortunately, it's out of print. Um, but I'm sure someone, I could see Arrow or someone re-releasing this. Maybe they'll find better versions of the, the footage. But yeah, I, I, I think this would totally be your jam. I'm going to give it six and a half out of 10. Again, I just wanted a little bit more kills. Um, and maybe I was expecting going in, expecting a, a winner set, uh, yeah. or slasher kind of shallow kill. And it does have that, but again, it like the first kill isn't until like 45 minutes, 50 minutes into the film or something. It gets, it's right. really about getting to know these characters and all that sexual repression and the teachers. So there's and, no like pillow fights or anything like that. Um, there, there's stuff like that. Like there's not surprising a lot, not a lot of nudity for, mm-hmm. is there even, maybe there's like a tiny bit, but for again, usually Europeans, they love their, yeah. Their uh, their nudity, their lesbian flashbacks exactly. for no apparent reason. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was surprised about that, but yeah, I, it definitely has like a just that cool gothic feel. I think this would be a good one to watch maybe in, in October. October, even though it is like I think it's set like in the the summer or something. But definitely that location feels like it's a lot of like night stuff and candles. Same and, reason why it's Asperia. Like I guess it's closer to the 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 fall. Yeah, but it's yeah, not no. Like, no, no. You don't have to watch it. A fall it. movie, yeah. but no, it no. works well in yeah. But yeah, October. yeah. I, I still recommend it. It was it was a nice surprise. And again, it's, it could be one of those ones that when I'm when I know what I'm getting into going in and I'm in the mood for like this kind of character yeah. study drama thing, um, I might enjoy more. I got two winner films. Why don't no, you jump No, keep going. Yeah? Keep going. Okay, so the I, I won't talk about these too much. I watched Everest from 2015. Again, it just Everest. got the, got that 4K TV and I wanted some cool- Is it a documentary? No, uh, it, it's based on, it is based on true story. Is that the guy who gets uh, ba- uh, stranded at the top it's of- It's a group uh, of guys, yeah, yeah. Uh, that get stranded based on true story. Again, I just want something that would pop, yeah. so I thought this in the, the next film. Uh, and it's from 2015. Great fucking cast, man. It's got Jason Clark, Jake Gyllenhaal, Josh Brolin, John oh, wow. Hawks, Robert Wright, oh, wow. Michael Kennedy, Sam Worthington, Keira Knightley, Martin Henderson, and Emily Watson. Some people say- the cast kind of wasted. I mean, a lot of them are, you know, covered up in, in masks. Yeah. Still, that's like, yeah. and it, how did, the, who directs this movie? I, I don't think it was someone, I don't think he did much else. Oh, it's an Icelandic dude, isn't this? I don't, maybe. Yeah, like he, he was a guy that like made some, I can't remember, I remember hearing about this movie mm-hmm. and this was like his big blockbuster. It's, like, it Come over like to, it's pretty well, like people didn't, uh, there we go, Matty Craig. People did, it, it seems pretty kind of well reviewed for this type of film. Um, I, I, what I was surprised about, I guess based on a true story, but like at the beginning of the mountain for people going up to Everest, it's like this party. There's like fucking 50 tents. There's like 150 yeah, yeah, they, people. Yeah, like the, I guess our base camp. That's set out to do this and all these different groups going up. And of course, by the end, there's not many left, but I, I, I didn't realize like that many people set out to try to do Everest. And when you watch this movie at first, you're like the first half, you're like, this doesn't seem too bad. Like I could do I could this. I could do Everest. <laughs> you know, like, and, and you're kind of like, yeah, you know, good, good, you're going to do it. Good for you. You want to, you know be the mailman that, you know, no one cares about, but if I be the mailman that gets to Everest, I'm a, I'm a name now. Mm. Um, but then you watch this film and like, it's, it's not a fun film. Like, yeah. it, fuck man. Like, why do people do that? You watch this film and you're like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't care. Like who the fuck cares about getting the top of this mountain when you see the shit that they go through? It is, 
it's insane. And it's one of those films where like it's your typical survivor film where a lot of people are gonna go up, not, not many are coming come down. Right. There's some like horrific horror esque moments in this movie. Like, you know, fucking frostbite and like yeah, it it's not <laughs> it kind of like it's kind of depressing and stuff. It's not a feel-good movie. Um, but yeah, it's. A, I thought it was pretty well done. Again, I because it's 2015, you're getting a lot of CGI. It doesn't have the same feel. Whereas that they did this in the 90s, where they would actually go up yeah. and shoot. This I, wasn't his first one that he came over. So it was uh, Balthazar uh, Kormakur okay. from Iceland, and I think he made a movie. 101 Retrovic that I had on my list forever ago. I've never. I've. Okay. I've seen one of his movies. It is contraband. Mark Wahlberg, oh. <laughs> which is so fucking bad. I think I huh. own that. I think I picked that up like at a blockbuster closing. I forgot I had watched it until I was looking at this list. I don't know why I saw it on TV or something. Yeah. That's a fucking terrible movie. I've owned it for yeah. 10 years. I yeah, haven't been in the mood to watch a Mark Wahlberg movie. Anyways, I, I actually enjoyed this one. Maybe it's just because like that fucking 4K looked great and it makes you yeah. really feel like you you're feel on the like mountain. You feel like you're walking like, up the mountain. But I, I think it's like... And you're it, sitting on your couch filling a blanket with farts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me, man. Uh, no, but Jake Gyllenhaal is just fun. This is what he comes doing. This. He's the, kind of this fun party, like Everest guy. But then you see, like, you know, he's fucking drinking it. But then this all has repercussions, and you realize, like, he's doing this to try to, like, off himself. Well, no, just to try to, like, make up for whatever. You know, he's he's not like in a good point in his life, even though he's making it seem like he is. And I don't know. It's just all this shit that goes wrong. And like, so you see the, the struggles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let's climb Everest, boys. Like, the, the Hamilton escarpment could be a struggle for me from Maddie, time to Maddie, if you ever tell me to climb Mount Everest with you, yeah. I'm you're, running the you're, fuck you're game, the other right? way. You're gay, right? Yeah. There's something seriously so, wrong. Seven out of ten, though. I, I, good, seven out of ten. I enjoyed it. I, I think it was, I think it's uh, one of the better ones because these type of films can be really bad. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think this film never felt like it was too like heroic and mm-hmm. ridiculous, like heroic moments. You're not getting that. Like, I, I bet you this is close to what happened because there's not many heroic moments. Um, but again, you're not going to, you know, you're not going to come out of this film and be like, yeah, let's, I understand let's why, do it. I don't understand why guys do that. You're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, but I, I did watch one, the opposite I need to watch now, Cliffhanger from oh, 1993, yeah. um, directed by Rennie Harlan, who, you know, did like, he, he did the Cutthroat Island, Die Hard 2, Goodnight. Long yeah. Kiss Goodnight. Like, he did some decent, he did Mindhunters, which was kind of like this late 90s, early 2000s film with like Val Kilmer and Kristen Slane. It's kind of like, huh. it's like, and then they were none. In like a winter secluded like base, and there's a killer or something. That sounds pretty badass, actually. It wasn't great, but it was kind of interesting. <laughs> I remember being like, "It's one of those films I think I got for three bucks because everyone said it was shit," and I was like, hey, "It was surprisingly." Yeah, he was bad. a guy that was like the golden boy, and then he had a bunch of these movies. Had yeah, flops, bombs, like bombs, I think Cutthroat Island, Island was, and Long Kiss Goodnight. Long, wasn't was he married to, to Gina, Gina Davis? Davis? Yeah. yeah. It ruined her career. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, both both those films started. Which actually, Long Kiss Knight has had this like yeah reappraise huge reappraise over and seems to love that now. But uh, yeah, this has Stallone, of course, who I think is an underrated actor. Like, I think you got the scene where everyone knows the famous scene. I think every movie parodied it, where you know he's out uh, with um, Michael Rooker and yeah, his, his girlfriend dies, and he blames Stallone. And the famous scene where he's like, she's hanging off. I did it, it's fine. It works. Yeah. 
But uh, Michael Rooker is really like over the top in this. Everyone um, is over the top in this. John Lithgow is over the top, and he is uh, great in this. Yeah. He's having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. Eric Quaylen is his name, right? But, and what's it, what's her name uh, from uh, oh, Northern Exposure? Yeah, I can't remember. I never watched Northern Exposure, but I did recognize. I her. love Northern Exposure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Um, I had a thing for her when I when I saw this back then. When I was a kid. She was uh, very attractive. Young, this uh, is young basically lady. the only movie she kind of, oh. I think, like is a blockbuster that she was she, in. She's Leave It to Beaver, I think, as well. <laughs> oh wow! Um, but still, but still, I don't know. Like, there's moments where he's like, you know, it's like after that moment he comes back to town. And, like, he does stuff where, like, I don't know. I think he can be a good actor at mm-hmm. times. I mean, he has to do the over the top uh, yeah. shit. But I think there's some quiet moments that I think he handles pretty well. I think that's why he's actually him and still uh, Stallone and, and Schwarzenegger. Yeah. They're a Kind of their movies are usually a cut above. Yeah, most but of the I other think guys. he's I think he's even better than Stallone for the most part. I think I guess oh. Stallone has the Terminator too. And oh, you mean Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger story, yeah. But yeah. Schwarzenegger has the co- comedic chops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's better he's, at that. But maybe Stallone, Stallone is the, tried to do like the Oscar and stop for my <laughs> yeah. Momo shoot. Uh, um, where I think Stallone is, is, is probably the better dramatic actor. Yeah. Well, for sure. He's given us Rocky, Rocky Balboa, um, but, some of the Rambles. But both of them are underrated as actors because they have other levels yeah. other than just Copland. like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, the screaming. <laughs> yeah, Steven <laughs> Seagal has not given... Uh, uh, yeah. Weird Al Yankovic <laughs> yeah, yeah. in UHF. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Seagal's performance in uh, Hard to Kill is pretty uh, Oscar-worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd give it to him. But yeah if, yeah, if you haven't seen this film, there's not too much. To it, these criminals are going to hijack this uh, this plane that's transporting 100 million of uncirculated bills. Of course, something goes wrong. The plane crashes. The suitcases get strewn across the mountain. What? And uh, they, they they do a distress call out to these guys um, to, to come and save them, these rescuers. And then They're they, called cliffhangers. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and t- they take them hostage and they have to... Um, they're going to get them to get their the, the suitcases. And of course, you know, Stallone, like 10 minutes in the film, has to have his jacket taken away. So he has to survive in like yeah, of course. Yeah. tank top for a chunk of the film in the in the, the wintry mountains. But I don't know. This has like everything you want in an action film. Like it's got some crazy explosions, like great setting. I, I bet it's been 20 Pain. years since I've seen this. Yeah. But this was this was like up there yeah. for me as a kid. I, 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 you quote this movie, right? I was a bloody good striker. <laughs> That's the guy who was kicking <laughs> him when he's down. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, no live names. I don't give a shit, Eric Quaylen. <laughs> yeah, I think that's is that the it's got like the 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 black guy with the the knife. Yeah, uh, he's got this like is a, a big cool one for you, wasn't scene. it, Maddie? Yeah, yeah, it was a yeah. You get like the one on one knife fights right? and all the, the, expl- the exploding rope bridge you have to have in all these films where he has to jump at the last second <laughs> and just the 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 finale in the helicopter is fantastic. It's yeah, it's if you want like just a fun '90s action film, there, there's it's kind of like Die Hard on the Mountain if you really think about it. Like the yeah. villains kind of have that same personality. Mm. It's him in one location, and he has to like go around and take them out, kind of by setting traps and doing different things one at a time. And like Die Hard, he's swinging, you know, from an explosion. Um, and it's a sequel to Harry and the Hendersons. This is crazy. what happens to Lithgow. <laughs> he, he just really like yeah, he lost it. He lost he it when Harry got taken away from him. When yeah. Harry got fucking his head blown off with the the shotgun at the that's end the of that opening film. scene you see it in the <laughs> other in the background. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, this film's a lot of fun. I'm gonna give it seven and a half. It's it's yeah. like maybe not quite an eight, but I think it's, it's not. Would you where would you put it for, with Die Hard? I don't love Die Hard as much. I, I think Die Hard's probably the better film, um, but it's it's yeah, it's it's close. I think Die Hard moves at a better pace. 
Um, this film kind of is a survivor survival film too. I guess Die Hard is too, but I think this one is like surviving the the mountain and and whatnot. And I think Die Hard works because it's Bruce Willis by himself. This one has like. I think some of the like Michael Rooker isn't as good in this, and like there's an old fart in there, and, <laughs> and even even the the northern uh, is is exposure, northern exposure, exposure. Janine Turner, I think, is woman. Well, like I think you don't. Need, I think if it was just Sloan on the mountain, it maybe would have worked better if they just fully went Die Hard rip off. But um, yeah, better than Die Hard Two by Benny Hardman. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I recommend it. But a fun, a fun if you want, like if you're in that snowy mountain movie mode. You can't do better than Cliffhanger. Uh, Adam, do you want to finish it off? Or? Yeah. So I'm going to finish it off with Phase 4. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I realized I had marked down one more movie, but it was the movie we're covering this week. Okay. Oh, sweet. Well, there we go, guys. Why don't we uh, throw up the trailer, and we'll be back with some, uh, yeah, Nature Gun Amok. It's just going to be all ant sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to give you an impression of a new kind of film experience. If your curiosity is aroused, you are ready for Phase 4. They're sending back my message. What does it mean? This is no message. If there's an intelligence there, I want it to know there's an intelligence here. I believe that they'll move rather quickly into desert areas, taking over the countryside first, then laying siege to towns and cities. We have only one chance. Desert ants suddenly form a collective intelligence and begin to wage war on the inhabitants. It is up to two scientists and a stray girl they rescue from the ants to, de- to destroy them. Uh, yes, we're talking about Phase 4 from 1974. 
Uh, this is the Saul Bass. Saul Bass, yeah, uh, his uh, only directed um, uh, directing credit. So before we get into this, who was Saul Bass? Saul Bass uh, is most famous as maybe the guy that created the intro titles to movies that we Hitchcock, now know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did Vertigo, North by Northwest, Psycho, uh, Man with a Golden Arm, I think is like his breakthrough. And th- mm-hmm. that's an amazing sequence. It's a Sinatra film with Kim Novak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anatomy of, uh, of a Murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you also did great. all the poster art too, that that style yeah. that is, is people try to I mean, mimic now is definitely- He was a yeah. graphic designer yeah. basically. And, and, and he just had a different way of like, oh, this is the, what the idea of the movie is. I'm going to put this into- um, more of a dynamic visual style than just seeing title cards, mm-hmm. and and he was really the first person to do that, and did it in a way that people are still trying to do. Trying to bite him. Scorsese eventually brings him kind of back to do it later. He does Goodfellas, he does Casino, Age awesome. of Innocence. Uh, I think Casino is the last movie, and he worked with his wife Elaine quite mm. a bit, uh, doing these kind of optic uh, title designs, and they're incredible. They they, they mm. hold up. They still look like yeah. some of the best title designs. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, and yeah, you see, uh, you see that you know that's a Saul Bass. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they, you know, you see like uh, Catch Me If You Can, which mm-hmm. is a huge rip off of uh, yeah. Mad Men. Like they're all trying yeah. to yeah. do that. They kind of really stuff. like bit him on them too, didn't they? And it's a home homage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, so he made a short film, I guess, in Phase um, Three. Well, <laughs> yeah. He, he, apparently, he didn't get credit too, though. He did like do a bunch of sequences from big films like Spartacus and stuff, and he storyboards some sequences and even shot some, I believe, from some big movies. I guess he he claimed that he had to do with the, which the has psycho been, scene, which has but, been deep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I guess he did do like apparently he did Spartacus, um, uh, Grand Prix, West Side Story. He 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 helped out on certain scenes. Yeah, he does, and the West Side Story is another great. Uh, intro too yeah. so yeah like uh, he was a guy that wasn't supposed to be a film director or really in film that just had this amazing visual eye mm-hmm. and uh he makes like a, a a nature i think it's a a nature documentary in the 60s that's his only other credit that's over 20 minutes what was a nature doc was it on ants no it, I, I think it you're has, not talking about the host from chronicles are you this is something that ha- it's like because I know that the the guy that shot a lot of like the nature photography no, for this no. movie, which is a lot of it. I yeah, guess, did that. no, this is this um, is different. This is um, I guess that's like this crazy faux documentary. That's kind of like the same thing as this, where like insects are taking over the oh, world. Oh, so or like they they, they play it that's off what, like yeah. That, uh, when he said he was covering, wanted to cover Phase Four, I thought that was this film. Uh, there was like this faux documentary where insects are taking over. <laughs> well, I'd be- um, shot, but yeah, shot by the same. Yeah. Uh, um, so the the movie he made before this was Why Man Creates is a thirty minute doc okay. that basically goes into like uh, criticizing the industrial system. It's like a it's a real documentary. It's not okay. a yeah. narrative film. Um, <clears throat> and Phase Four is his only real like cool because yeah, this was a, a, a box office bomb, um, which. You know what? I could see why because I've never seen a movie like this, especially if you're expecting a um, nature gun amok. Yeah, I think it's it's the li- you're like- thinking they <laughs> you're thinking like a uh, day of the animals. Like you're not yeah, getting it's that. different you're from getting- all the and rest. And I, I think even um, if you were thinking you were getting a new two thousand one or something, yeah. this is different too. Because like mm. the first seven minutes of this movie. It's just narration over ants. Well, a lot of the film it almost feels like a nature doc. Yeah, it, it looks like because you actually get to see like ants yeah. like kind of 
Is Which it, is kind of cool. Is it's super cool, yeah. puppet tree in this, or is it all no. just ants? ants. That's insane, no. right? The, there's no puppet. That's the yeah. crazy thing about this is mm-hmm. that uh, they just shot yeah. real ants doing their thing and how they're interacting. So even like there's there's an unbelievable sequence where the ants are trying to – should we go into this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit yeah, more? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's these these two scientists. I guess there's these new ants have built these towering uh, ant hills that look like the size of like two story houses. These monoliths, like, yeah, yeah. Like pillars. And is, is this something that's supposed to be happening around the world? Or is this the first town so, that it's happened to? So this is the first this town, town is like everyone has abandoned mm-hmm. it. So I guess there's these new phases that have happened. Something's yeah. happened in the, the sky the or the sun. world. There's phases of the sun, and it's changing how things are interacting. But this one is the first area where something really significant is mm-hmm. happening. That's and it, phase one. And phase one, it's these ants are changing their patterns. They've built these towers, and they're. The the townspeople know something's they're up, so they've all left. Cooperating, like the ants are cooperating, and like all the uh, natural and predators of ants have kind of disappeared, and they don't know why. They, they're kind of they've become aggressive too. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's kind of left town because other than this then, one family. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess this was inspired loosely by H.G. Wells. Yeah, the there's ants, an H.G. Wells story that I, I think it's pretty loose yeah. uh, in its interpretation. And and then, so basically, these two scientists come to the town to figure out what's going on and. You know, potentially stop this from spreading to yeah. other places. And, and did you recognize? I guess the scientist that's Nigel Davenport plays Doctor Ernest D. Hubs, and Michael Murphy is James Arlesco. Recognize any of those? I guys? recognize Michael Murphy, and I'm trying to remember what. I, it, he, I guess he was in, in Count Yorga Vampire, huh. which is yeah. I did. He's one of the yeah. guys that tries to stop him. Um, but yeah, I can't say yeah, I recognize him. Yeah, yeah like he's he has a, a face that like you like. I've seen him in ten different movies, but then when I looked at his credits, it's like that's the only movie I recognize. Yeah. Well, he's in uh, Nashville, Mash, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Yes, all I haven't seen them. All all the Altman movies that are uh, Mash is probably the, my least favorite out of all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Batman Returns. He's Magnolia. Oh yeah, I do know him in Batman Returns. Uh, and then yeah, he's in Manhattan. Woody Allen. Man, so he's got actually like uh, yeah, you know, he he has some credits. credits. Yeah, I did. I didn't. Recognize him too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I recognize him, Nigel Davenport, who who I've seen him in, in Peeping Tom before. Uh, he he's just, uh, Van Helsing in the Dan Curtis Dracula film. Oh, oh okay. shit! He uh, he likes chewing it up. Let's oh, just put yeah. it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he is he's the guy who gets bit by one of the ants. He's he's like delirious. <laughs> His arm balloons up, balloon, and he's still sitting in bed smoking a dart. Yeah, like just That's like awesome. Smoking a dart, philosophizing on yeah. all these kind of things. I kind of enjoyed that because overall, um, you can tell why Saul Bass is a visualist. He's incredible. Yeah. He has no idea what to do with the people on screen. No, no. The, yeah, that was my problem. Like the, the film, it's like I, I didn't care about the characters. There's no interesting dialogue. It's like these people are talking about whatever science bullshit. And that's it. And then we are eventually, so there is a, I guess we can spoil, there's a family, there's a cool scene where they get attacked in the yeah. car, which I think they do a good job of making the ants a threat. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, but anyways, the young girl I survives. actually think this is, the ant, ants being a threat it, compared to like other movies I've seen with this, like I'm actually more worried yeah. about what they're going to do. And I think it's yeah. because you get all those scenes where you're seeing them 
so so they're they're studying the ants, and then the ants start they're, doing things to them. It's a hive mind that kind of like comes with the ants. Like they don't know what to do, but they're doing it. Like so, they're like, "Fuck it, yeah. we're gonna poison these ants." Yeah. They they throw out all the yellow, which I, I actually do love that dialogue. Yeah. Hit them with the yellow or whatever, <laughs> and uh, and and the yellow goes out there, and the, all the ants are dying. But then what they do is the ants become figure out how to become immune. Yeah. You actually see, see them, them like dying off, passing the poison to one another. Yeah, it's it's yeah, fucking it's awesome. Well, I think too though, like most nature gone and muck films, the whole point of them is that it's nature just gone crazy. Whereas this is not; these are not regular ants. These are like radioactive or some bullshit. Uh, no, they're regular ants, yeah. but they're now like they're uh, evolving. They're evolving. They're like they're thinking. But I think they're they. I don't know. I thought I read that in the thing. There's supposed to be some something has happened to them. Like yeah, like it's just phase one. It, it's phase one. So it's actually like how these solar channels yeah. they've changed the way that they're interacting mm-hmm. um, uh, with the world, and they're becoming smarter, and they're now able to commu- they're communicating basically with themselves. And that's what the one scientist. I guess is like saying. the five fingers of the burrows of uh, the anthill all got together for a meeting. It starts off with like these like five ants that look crazy cool because one has like a circle on its forehead. Yeah, one has a triangle. That's why I thought it was puppetry because they look like very symmetrical. Like oh, this they must puppets. have done something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can do those. that with even with ants. I yeah, but yeah, there is a fem- a young female survivor, and she ends up joining. I-, I thought she was awful, though. Like she's, she's so bad. The- Peter Sellers' wife, oh, get yeah. out of here, wow. and was like supposed to be like one of the up and coming actresses of this of that era, and she's terrible in this. Yeah. She's yeah, she, playing twelve, and she's what? 22? She's supposed to be sixteen. She's sixteen, and she's twenty two, and yeah. I guess she had to wear like. Yeah, he he had to put something like a, a corset to hold her breast down because they didn't want her and, to have these. Which uh, what she f- and he made her eat like you had to eat a certain diet and all this. Like I don't think she probably enjoyed the. I, she didn't yeah. seem this, to enjoy the movie. Yeah. Supposedly that was a big problem. Was like he couldn't even interact with these people. Yeah. Let apparently, alone apparently Linda lives. Blair was close to getting her oh, yeah? the role, but I, I think it was something that like I think uh, Saul Bass really liked her. But something that, um, oh yeah, I guess she, he felt she was overall too young and she cost too much at the time. I think hmm. she was coming off of Exorcist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that would, I'm not that Linda Blair is a great actress outside of Exorcist. Yeah. Like yeah. as she gets older. Yeah, I don't know if it would have mattered. Like yeah. the, the role's yeah, it's, terribly written. Uh, yeah. That's the problem. Every I mean, single even, role yeah. is terribly written, right? Yeah. Like what's cool about this is the story. Yeah. And, and, mm. and like, it looks great. It too, looks right? great. Everything looks, and we didn't have the best. I wanted, I yeah. want I want to get that uh, the 2020 that's DVD or the yeah, I think it's region locked. It's region locked, yeah. yeah. But it, it like because it looked great on the DVD, mm-hmm. and you and and it hadn't been restored completely yet. Yeah. Um, and there's another ending. Did you guys both watch? Oh it? yeah, watched, the, yeah, the, the, the alternate the, ending. Well, we'll talk about we'll yeah, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, even yeah. though it, you know. I, the other, I think that I love the score in this. I thought the score Amazing. was fantastic. Yeah, um, it, especially like that, and, that last like mm-hmm. ten minutes, like the finale score. I was just like, whoa, where did that yeah. come from? Like that's something that I would listen to outside of the movie. So that's always a good sign to me. Did you guys? Um, is this your first time watching this? All yeah, around? I, I've never. I, I'll, yeah. The only reason I want to watch this is because I love Saul Bass's. Uh, did you guys intro have scenes? any idea where this movie was going? Like no. watching this, I'm like, oh, what is happening? Well, because there's two guys. One guy is constantly lying to the other fella. Yeah, it's almost like uh, that lighthouse. We're like, what is actually happening? Is the guy going and crazy? He's, and he's going out there and he's putting like 
yeah. like he's all their explosives into the towers yeah, and going awesome. nuts. And he's like hitting it with a shotgun and like having like a good time, like Charlton Heston, like shooting. And the shit. other guy's like, I want to communicate. I think yeah. these, these. No, but I think yeah, at that point, they, I thought they both agreed to do that to destroy those because they weren't. They, they weren't getting any interaction with the ants, so they said, "Why don't? We, well, we're gonna have to knock well, these down." But yeah, he was supposed to take one, yeah, one and down, he, he, and yeah. he blows them all up. <laughs> and and it, he, like, he doesn't tell the government. He's like, "Oh yeah, this happened." Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, like, he doesn't want them because the other guy yeah. is like, "We sh- we need to get out of here." He yeah. wants to stay and, and finish. He's this got thing. his new agenda, like yeah. it's gonna make yeah. him famous or something. And the other guy's just like, "I don't know." And once he starts, but I love all the computers in the background, mm-hmm. like all the dot men- matrix noise, printer- yeah. printers, all. And I guess th- those are like I recognize yeah. recording computers, gear. Right? all like, this stuff. They they use one of the supercomputers yeah. of that era. Like I like when the the answer coming into the fucking air conditioner too. Oh, and all that with stuff. the uh, praying mantis. How cool oh, yeah. was that scene? Like I'm like, what is happening? <gasps> Did he, they just fucking set that praying mantis up? Oh, that's so cool! Like I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, uh, but I, I, I like when he's having a freak out and all the computer bits and all the stuff is going uh, everywhere. I, I love, I love all that old gear. When I was in uh, high school, we had a communications de- uh, department, and basically had been neglected for. Yeah. for 20 years. No one had did, done anything since the 80s. So, but I wanted to make uh, a TV show, and I called it The Bill Brookson Show. And it was basically <laughs> like a cross between Tom Green and maybe David Letterman or something. Yeah. So I would go out and I'd pour Coca-Cola in people's eyes and that would be one <laughs> sequence. I was going to say, that totally sounds like a show that you, would work with for you yeah. and your personality. <laughs> And then I, I would actually host like the vice principal, and he'd be like, "What are you doing?" And then I would have somebody else <laughs> put coke in his eyes, like the, the like the big kind of like the class fella. clown of yeah. the whole place. He'd come running out of this like room, and then would do a strip tease like, <laughs> like Drew, Drew Barrymore, Bar- Drew Barrymore <laughs> in front of them, in front of the vice principal. But we found this room up top, and it was just filled with all this gear, this the, all this amazing stuff that it wasn't there. And all we did was build it up. We had a guy that worked at the CBC. He ended up coming. It's one of my favorite awesome. things. Um, we ended up stop. I, I I filmed this like ask the people we called it, and I went around asking all the you the hard hitting questions, the grade nines when they first got gonorrhea and stuff. And <laughs> I, I went around and and and, and I I did it for weeks and weeks and weeks. My friend Scott Gow, we edited this thing down, and it was I bet it would be legitimately funny. Yeah, now, now. If you saw it. so Adam's gonna post that uh, on our uh, page. <laughs> exactly. it's, it's deleted. So our uh, one dude, uh, Brad Jordan, who's not listening to this, but Brad Jordan. Uh, go fuck yourself for doing this, but but maybe we should get a beer. Like it's been a while. Um, and and uh, yeah, like so he he went in and he he got an ultimatum by the teacher. Like you got to come up with something because you're not showing up to class. So we went in there and like, oh, these guys are probably done with this. It looks done. Oh no! And, and it was like two weeks of work, and and that was the end of the show. That and we wanted to make a, a, a Sopranos ripoff called. The Altos, which was the gay Sopranos. And I'm pretty good. And, and some of the jockier guys refused to act gay, and I just had enough with all of them. <laughs> and that was the end of the show. Mr. Mangler, my teacher that goes on a killing spree and kills everyone <laughs> in the school, which I actually did, and people thought there was something going on. Oh, yeah, this would not fly today. <laughs> I, there, there's a lot of things. That, now that you're talking, like, oh, that wouldn't fly. No, I had uh, he or uh, no, how, that, how, the question is how many of those jocks turned out to be gay later on? Exactly, we, we don't know. Isn't that usually how it is? The guys yeah. that are like so afraid of it, uh, you know. So 
anyways, all that gear upstairs, it reminds all that those back rooms. It reminds me of going through that, and I just fucking love it for that that seventies eighties technology. Yeah, oh. which we we have a bunch of stuff in this room mm. uh, that is from that era. I just I love that shit. That's pretty awesome, right? Cool. Very much of a, a side. <laughs> uh, the only I just wanted to bring up that I guess that there's crop circles in that. And did For you guys first, read it? Yeah, I guess this mm. was like the first movie to show it. And this was before it even became a thing. Like people were doing it. People they think that maybe people saw this film and were influenced by it when you start seeing it. Well, oh, I guess I guess this also um, influenced a bunch of sci-fi people. And yeah, like it became. It, it a, a does big seem cult. like a sci-fi like. Heavily based in sci-fi, right? Like yeah. you feel like the other uh, the, the, the computers going, the uh, ants talking to the ants. What it's shit. it's a really like cool yeah. kind of visually, like we said, led sci-fi mm. films. That it's you see. it's also like a psych freakout movie in a way. Yeah. So you can see like some stoners just like getting at. And that's yeah, I, yeah, I, I do I, wonder like if it would have <laughs> worked, worked a bit better, better for if you were on some kind of psychotropic drug because it's pretty much like nature footage and visuals mm-hmm. which i guess nature footage is visuals yeah um and and cool music like it's 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 almost like something to be high and mm-hmm. just fucking lay back yeah i, I will <laughs> say like in. they did drive uh, like my biggest issue again is like when they're talking similar i think to you is when they're just talking science mumbo jumbo mm-hmm. but for me the plot works yeah it's I, like I, a really cool twi- twilight zone episode you don't know where it's going either like that's why i really dug this movie like with most um nature kind of mucks like okay i can see this from the get go well you've you've seen jaws and yeah. you've seen whatever yeah, yeah. And like well this yeah. one I'm like i have no idea what's going on and like where uh, it's going? Uh, yeah, no, did, I don't did know. you feel I, like you, I thought uh, like I you could I kind of figured where it was going to go by then. Maybe not like the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah. That, well, that, but that that's is, I think the point. Like yeah, yeah. it's it's all about like where they're going. Mm. Like those phases are 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 pointing up. Um, mm. I I do think and we'll get into it. Like the the original ending should be the ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Actually, the original ending was. Was, Way better than the, I know. Uh, for the, like, I understand why they would cut that because it's so like fucking mainstream and yeah. would be like, what the hell? But it, I think mainstream audiences wouldn't get any of yeah, exactly. before that. Yeah. I think this whole film is that, so yeah. it's weird that they would. Have and the a score, with that. Uh, like, yeah. goes nuts yeah. in the original one that I uh, yeah. like. You can l- watch online. Uh, yeah, I don't. Do you guys have anything else? Or do should you we wanna... talk spoilers? Well, let, let's oh, give yeah. a rating and then talk spoilers yeah. and wind it. I'm giving this a seven. I dug it. Yeah, I think I'm going to go seven as well. It's like seven, seven point five. Yeah, somewhere around. Uh, there. A little lower for me again. It's not quite mm-hmm. what I want when I'm watching Nature Gun Amok, but I, I enjoyed it. it, it it's different, and uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of like I thought the mm-hmm. ants were kind of a good threat, and I like the visual. Like again, it's a, it, it's almost like nature duck at yeah. times, but I, I like that stuff. I like the the. the score I just like. And, I think it, it where it separates is like you do have all this eerie music, and you do have. Um, I don't know. Like they seem sinister. They seem like they're up to something. They, they, and yeah. how they're uh, anyway. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, that, that's all. That's all I really. Have. I'm gonna go six and a half. Uh, yeah. for me. I, I still. Yeah. I so still pretty, it. pretty similar for all of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll go into spoilers, I guess. For, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's too much, but yeah, well, let's yeah. go into it. Um. So yeah, if you, we'll put the time at the bottom there. If you don't want it spoiled for you, it's it's not a whole lot, but uh, yeah, you might want to hold off to what happens yeah. in that final. Five, five, ten minutes, whatever it is. So when they leave, and and well, and, well, and he, well, yeah. well first off, the the, the female, the young I, lady's like, you know what? They're getting messages that they are, they want. They are trying to reach out to someone. 
because he can decipher what the answer's saying. So the girl takes as they want her, so she goes out and pretty much sacrifices mm-hmm. yeah. herself. Well, clearly they want the dude that got like blew up their fucking head. Well, no, right? do like, they? No. They no. do want... Oh, they want her, right? Well, like, yeah, because... Th- and him. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, they, they don't want the, the other guy they give a fuck about. The other guy they know him. they need to get rid of. Yeah. yeah. Which is a great scene. He goes With out... trap. And yeah. he's going to kill them. And uh, yeah, he falls in the trap, the ant hole, and uh, gets eaten. Yeah, like, and, and and then, like, the other ending's fine. Like, they both go the hill. Like, the guy's, like, trying to revenge the, the death and then kind of yeah. realizes, like, oh, she's down here. And now the uh, the, the kind of, like, psychedelic, almost Kubrick-esque. Yeah. It, what, what was the ending? Like, I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm sure we'll have a place in this. They, well, yeah, I don't know world. what the, they have. They have a plan for us. I don't know what it is, but, you know. But yeah. once the original ending. It, so that ends. I, yeah. I'm going to count that as the ending. Because yeah, well, they had still similar. I think both the, both the things. other one just goes batshit though yeah. with all the it shows a little, bat with, shit with crazy. Saul Bass visual. Like yeah. it looks like amazing the title graphics, but done in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that is the price of admission. That's the ending you want. Like that would be like wow. That would be I, like I hope eight. we get someone yeah. that releases it over here. Yeah, um, like again, the, even the, the shitty thing is though, even on those, they just put it as an extra. I don't think you can get a cut with that actually put on the. The version. I oh, think it's, really? I think it's just added as a deleted scene. It's from what I read. I could be wrong, but mm. um, yeah, it, it sucks because there is an all of Blu-ray North American release mm. and it's bare bones completely. All of was the worst. I hated any time they got a movie because they would get your favorite movie. They wouldn't even include like the basic trailer that the DVD had. You'd okay. keep all your DVDs because they didn't include <gasps> like whatever. Like the know. DVD was fine in in terms of how it looked that we were watching. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it could look so much better. Yeah, it could. <laughs> but like it, it was. Well, I'm not watching on my 4K. TV yeah, I, I think that's the thing. As you, it's again the snob in me. Like it's not even the snob in me. I think it, as you get, like I never noticed it either when I had a 40. The bigger TV, like people used to complain about this, but the bigger TV you get, things are stretching a bit, so you're noticing compression and stuff a little bit more. So I think that's where. DVDs don't hold up because I, wa- well, I watched a, a couple other seventies movies TV's recently, too big. and, and this was it. like oh, well, well, too small. Can't put all my money in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> can't get a dry dick around here. That's the problem. <laughs> Always wet. That's what you sound like right now. You know that, right? No, I need to buy big pants for my wallet. I'm not again. Like my TV is small compared to people that actually have big TVs. It's not this four grand TV. I'm just saying. People used to complain about that. I never knew what they were talking about. I'm like. You guys are just being fucking picky, but as you, have to, it makes sense, right? It's like when you watch something on your, you look at a picture on, on your phone, your cell phone, and, and then yeah. you blow it's it like up. It, yeah, yeah it and makes as you get bigger, bigger, bigger. So, and same thing with streaming services. Sometimes you notice it more with some of them, like the ones that aren't even fucking 1080p in this day and age, which is crazy. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> right, I, don't, I don't even know what I was talking. Yeah, <laughs> like the like, ending. Oh uh, yeah. The, so I wish that was because I watched the movie and I was into the movie. And this is the whole thing. Like, I think if that other ending is there, I'm just watching it, and I'm not having to to cut and stop mm-hmm. and then go on YouTube and find this thing. Yeah. It's probably 7.5. Okay. I think that, that ending you, you actually right, ticks yeah. it up. So you like that they're going to somehow take over the people and the people are going to become slaves? I think that's way? awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just don't know awesome. if it makes sense. And like, <laughs> like, people kind of why like is the chick too? rising out of the fucking sand and like... But like, how though? Like, how are these ants going to be? <laughs> you're, how are you going to become slaves? Like, that's what they pretty much hint at and say. Yeah, because I think I think that they're now at another. <laughs> so they're able. They to are control. now like the apex hunter. Yeah, and, and they're able to. So they can control minds. And so originally they can all communicate with one another. No. Phase one. 
phase two, they could communicate with all the other animals or whatever. And then, then they're starting to invade uh, all technology or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then phase four, they in, they control everything because they're, the the power of of their minds mm-hmm. is is doing all of these. Kind Did of you guys things. notice there wasn't like an intro to this movie? It just kind of starts. It's like, true. It just says like phase one. Well, phase kinda, one with a uh, similar yeah, to how it ends. You don't get phase four to like the absolute ending, yeah. which is kind of cool. I thought. Yeah. I, I guess should we get out a spoiler just in case? Yeah. We, we, yeah, sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes we go over some yeah, good yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So that is it for spoilers. But yeah, I. I, I I don't. I. I. Um. I guess I'm the opposite. I do feel like it was almost too, too serious at times. Yeah. But it was. It was an interesting take on the nature gun amok for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Like I, for me, it's just a. It's just like an elongated, uh, Twilight Zone with a director that's being like, I don't know how to yeah. really work with actors, but I know how to tell. A I know how to do story. ads. Yeah. <laughs> no. But and I could see it though. If nature gun amok is not your thing, which I'm sure it's not for a lot of people, mm-hmm. this. Might be your favorite one, which who knows? It could be Adam's favorite. I'm thinking by the end well, of this. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it, uh, I, like, I don't know where we're going to be at with all the. It's yeah. not going to be my favorite nature. Like Jaws is a nature yeah. gone amok. Yeah, movie. sorry, the ones we're covering. And the, this and the, be, yeah. the birds is yeah. nature gone amok. Yeah, movie, so yeah. it's going to be hard for. Um, it's not going to. It's not. But yeah, like I, I, I still think like they're they're a threat to these people. They're a threat to the world. So. That's that. Yeah, they, they waged there. war with the ants and they lost. They lost. <laughs> yeah. So, um, cool. Uh, do, do you guys have anything else? Or? No, I think, I think that's, that's pretty good. much it. So, th- this is, uh, yeah, this is the end of our first of our Nature Gun Amok. Uh, we'll be back with uh, three more films. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts on this film, any other Nature Gun Amok that maybe we should try to fit in there. Um, we'd love to hear it. Uh, you can get a hold of us uh, Facebook. We have a like page and group page. Just search Movie City Maniacs. You can find us at uh, Gmail at MovieCityManiacs at gmail.com. And we're on uh, Instagram at Movie City Maniacs. Uh, find us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, this was a fun episode. It was, uh, again, an interesting uh, one to start off with, I think. Because yeah, yeah, I think yeah. from here, it's going to go I did not think we were going to uh, start off when I, I suggested Well, this. I think this makes sense. Let's get this one out of the way, because the, <laughs> the other three are a little more similar. Uh, to some fun, right? Get out of here, Phase 4 Pork Art House movie. Um, Stay scared, guys. I was trying to have like some cool ant, oh. like, now they're taking over. You guys oh, are the witty ending, guys. Know. Goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) See you later, man, the bulls. Bye.